Faleo podcast. This is Troy. And Byers. And we are here with another corner booth at Rexus. This one we've been looking forward to for several months. And so uh, we, we just went through our, our second watch through of it pretty recently. I finished uh, actually this afternoon. Um, we're going to be talking about Hawkeye uh, starring Jeremy Renner and uh, Haley Stanfield. Uh, this is a uh, Hawkeye is a kind of an interesting uh, character and you you think oh, okay they went with the Black Widow movie but then they give Hawkeye a TV series I actually kind of prefer the TV series idea yeah. I think they probably could have fleshed the, some of the Black Widow stuff out like in the in the movie if they had gone this route what do you think yeah absolutely it just it it just makes for different kind of storytelling that you mm-hmm. get to kind of dig into some of those those details a little a little more, a little differently. So I think, I think I prefer the TV in a lot of ways. So, yeah, I, I, I do as well, even though, um, I think that they're, they're on par with each other, um, in terms of kind of like the, my enjoyment of them, I probably enjoyed black widow or, uh, enjoyed Hawkeye a little bit more, but I think that there's a lot more because they went on so long. There's a lot more opportunity for them to, uh, uh, mess up some things that we'll, we'll get into a little bit later. We'll get into a little bit of comic book discussion, but that's not necessarily why I'm I'm uh, upset about things. I'll just mention some of those things whenever I'm just waiting for the Star Wars show that goes too far for me and that I have this moment on. <laughs> that's right. right we right. haven't found it yet. We haven't yeah. found it. Thank goodness. But yeah. So we'll we'll get into um, our our typical corner booth at Rex is talking uh, our uh, topics. It, so we've got acting, directing, story, themes, and then execution. And so we'll keep it spoiler free um, for, and we usually get pretty good at like right around like 20 to 30 minutes. Yep. We always of, expect to have like five because we don't know what we're going to talk about without spoiling. And then we, right. we go off on tangents and rant about some things and That's we, true. Have, we have our nerd moments without, without spoiling anything. We've been yeah. good so far. I feel I still feel like this one's probably going to be the pretty the, the shortest. I know I said that with Loki and I thought that it was going to be that, but <laughs> I really do feel like because because a lot of it just does have to spoil some of the the people that show up and, and well, see, and Loki like was that. easy to talk about without spoiling anything because I still don't understand half of what happened in Loki, <laughs> so I can't spoil anything that I don't understand. So it's true. It's true. All right. So um, acting, uh, we talked about Jeremy Renner, obviously, if you know, going into this show, like no one's really going to pick up, hopefully you didn't pick up Marvel um, with Hawkeye because you're going to be completely lost in every way. Oh and my there's, gosh, a, yes. there's a, there's a decent amount. We talk about this a lot when we, when we talk about these MCU movies, I think this is probably one of the most yeah, you have to have a lot. saturated in and steeped in the MCU. We talked about Falcon and Winter Soldier when you have to watch a decent amount of movies to get the context of it, but you didn't really have to with Loki a whole lot. You could kind of jump into those. WandaVision um, was right about the same, but Hawkeye's been there almost from the start. And yeah. a lot of what he, his, his path and, and Widow, um, who is obviously going to be part of this that's not really a spoiler i mean they're they're kind of attached at the hip yeah that uh that you really have to know some of your your you have to know a lot of your marvel history you do you do you have to have a little more background um i mean even like wandavision you had to have their background just the two of Mm -hmm. them 
but that only took like two or three movies to get what you needed to know. But having full background on Clint Barton and Natasha, uh, we still don't have full background on Clint and Natasha even with all these <laughs> movies. There's still there's still stuff that I was waiting to see, and it didn't it didn't happen yet. But I mean, you have to go all the way back to the first first Avengers movie mm-hmm. yep. to start seeing their relationship, their history, um, and it hits all those. And I mean, gosh, if you don't understand what's happening in you have to have Ultron in there. You have to have all the Avengers movies, all four of yep. those, bare yep. minimum. Well, and Black Widow. So you're already up to five movies just right there. So, yeah, definitely more background that you needed to understand what the heck is going on yeah. in the show because it throws a lot at you. It comes fast. So, right. uh, we've also got Haley Stanfield, which um, I've always enjoyed her in almost every movie that. Um, uh i've seen her in even even the the shortcomings of a movie like bumblebee you're like she's good in it um and you're like oh okay it's not her fault that the script is terrible um you know um she's in this movie called begin again uh with uh with uh the hulk why can i not think Uh, of mark ruffalo's name ruffalo yeah mark ruffalo he plays mark ruffalo she plays mark ruffalo's daughter so we've got some mcu connections there um and then oh, we she played she's great in this the whole movie or the whole series is predicated upon them having a good back and forth and a good relationship and it's completely believable from the it, word go yeah they're fantastic together they, they it, it's so great there's some moments we'll talk about some of these that like there's a whole scene where like all around the scene isn't necessarily the best but there'll be a moment in the middle of it between the two of them that makes me want to rewatch the whole scene just to get that moment. That's true. That's and true. So, I feel that that's a that's a perfect way of explaining how I feel about this. <laughs> I'm I'm serious. Like yeah, uh, from a from a overall standpoint, I liked it. But once I started digging into, like, talking about it is when I started kind of knocking it down a notch, like a little bit at a time to where I got, I mean, we just did our top five of uh, 2021 a couple weeks ago. And I surprised buyers by putting this at, at five. And then he, he, convinced, <laughs> he convinced me to, he convinced me to bump it up to number four, which was probably right. Uh, I was probably in the moment I had just finished watching the, uh, the finale the night before and i was just like okay anyway we're gonna get into some spoiler thoughts if i just keep going down that thread vera farmesia is eleanor bishop so kate bishop's mom um she's in this she's like a hollywood like uh i don't want to see heavyweight because a lot of people might not know who she is but she's she's got a, a pretty good stature as an actress that you kind of think like oh they're going to get some serious people up in this business, you know? So uh, I, it was interesting to see her because I tried, I really tried my best. Not I, I watched like the, the one trailer that they showed and I don't think she even popped up in that one. I think uh, she did. Yeah. yeah. So like the first episode, I was like, Whoa, Oh, okay. She must be like, like they, must they'll, be they'll get, must be important. <laughs> they don't just get in, like her to like play some bit part. I don't know. We're talking about the MCU where we got Matt Damon to show up and pretend to be to Thor be in a play for two minutes. <laughs> so you never uh, know. But point, point taken. Point taken. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, Tony Dalton who plays Jack Duquesne. 
the second time through, I, I love Jack. Right. Like, he's... like the first time, you're not so sure. <laughs> but by the second watch through, once you know yeah. what's, you're... what's going on a little more, I yeah. loved him. He's so great. Like I pause or I, I rewound his his scenes a little bit more the second time through. And the boys were just kind of like, who is this guy? Why is he so <laughs> weird? <laughs> Uh, and then rounding out the the cast is Alakwa. I'm pretty sure I'm going to murder that. Uh, Alakwa Cox, who plays Maya. And um, she, uh, that kind of gets into some spoiler territory, but she's one of the the baddies. Did you have any uh, other thoughts on acting? I mean, there's a bunch of cool little bit parts here. We've got some uh, some some little character actors yeah. here and there that, that probably don't bear mentioning on the acting, but I really enjoyed some of their little bits and pieces and parts like as they show up for the needs of the story. But uh, those were the main folks, right? Yeah, yeah, you hit everybody that we need to talk about in this section, and uh, they were all great in their in their roles. Uh, it was a, another good cast. Marvel keeps yeah. banging these things out, so. Uh, there's another guy named uh, Kiza is his character name. And we were just remarking that his, uh, act, his the actor's name is Fra Free. So I just have to throw that out there. That uh, one's fun. Cause we yeah. giggled like schoolgirls for five <laughs> minutes about his name earlier. It's like, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you, if that was your name, why wouldn't you use that opportunity like to change it as your stage name? And Maybe he like, did change. Yeah, that, that he chose that as his stage name. There you go. It is pretty uh, unforgettable. What was the guy from Three Amigos who's, who changed his last name to Asparagus? Right? I mean, like <laughs> Ed, some people do some weird stuff. Ed Asparagus. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Ed Asparagus. Okay. All right. Uh, so I, I felt like, like you said, the acting, the 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 ensemble that they put together went pretty well. I will say that Farmesia, uh, like Ellen, as Eleanor Bishop, just was a really strange one for me, like all the way through. I don't know. I don't know if you felt the same way. Maybe that's why I just kind of didn't like Maybe. it as much. We can talk about that more when we get to some spoiler stuff. I think. Yeah. That's, so that's, that's it's about, hard to get into my thoughts on her without yeah, uh, giving some that's things true. away. So really well acted, uh, not a whole lot of problems with that. And by at this, like you said, at this point, Marvel's not going to put some, some dork up there and be like, Hey, ruin our show so that like, we can, <laughs> we can have problems with this. So, uh, so directing, uh, Bert and Birdie, uh, are like, are the directors on this whose previous credits, like just boil down to if you, whether or not you've seen Amazon, Amazon Prime Videos, Troop Zero, which I started watching with my kids because Jim Gaffigan is in it. And they were like, oh, it's like a family movie. Yay. And then like little kids were cussing like left and right. And I was like, okay, uh, maybe not. Maybe not. So that's the only reason why I know about that. I know anything about any of the movies that Burton Birdie's done. It's just the tried and true Marvel formula. Just try to get some up and comers, get them on the cheap, get them like it's almost to the point now where it's almost like uh, like the Internet joke of like, hey, I'll let you do something for me for free because of the great exposure that you're going to get. And everyone's like, no, like you need to pay me for what I'm supposed to. But it's almost like that. It's like we're going to like the king of we're going to build a super team and draft a rookie quarterback. Like yes, they are. Yes. Yep. <clears throat> and I feel like it's. 
so so let me stay on directing but we'll like we'll put a pin in that just like a little bit uh, and pull it back out when we get to story but um Bert and Birdie have a lot of things going on in this series. They're dealing with the introduction of Kate Bishop. Uh, they're trying to deal um, with this um, uh, new character, Maya. They have this tracksuit mafia guys that they're, they're talking about and all kinds of other things. And, and it did, it, it not being a movie allowed them, allowed the scope to, to really spread. And the more that they brought in, it kind of, felt like it was starting to collapse a little bit under its own weight but they they landed it pretty well but i think that was kind of the the problem that i had with it a little they, they try to do a little bit too much with what they have um the story that they have i don't know i, I mean like you said it's really hard to to talk through it without really spoiling a whole lot and i'm going to get into that when we get into the spoiler talk but um, it's, it's, it's just a little bit too much at times. Yeah, I can see that. It's, it's almost one of those things. Uh, it's so good that they went show instead of movie. Cause there's no mm -hmm. way, there's no way you could get this movie would have made zero sense. Half of this stuff. Yeah. You couldn't yeah. have gotten anywhere close to pulling in as many things into a movie as they do in the show. And so it is, it is a lot to get in there. We'll get a little more into that in the story, and obviously once we get to spoilers, like you said, but for the most part, I mean, I don't think it was, they didn't nail the landing completely. Like, this is not a perfect 10 score, but it was it was a nice routine. Like, they still, yeah. they still get high marks and stuff. Um, and what I really enjoyed, and I think the directors should get some credit, like, just the way people interacted and the way they went about introducing stuff yeah. and yep. sequencing some things and stuff like that was great. Um, like, even having all that stuff, I understand the storyline almost completely. Like I have some questions still, which I think I'm supposed to have those questions though. Like, I right. don't think it's, mm -hmm. I don't think it's stuff that they couldn't explain to me well enough. I think it's stuff they meant to leave me hanging on so that I want right. more from parts of the story. And so yeah. uh, for me, that was just especially refreshing after Loki because Loki <laughs> left me with lots of questions that I don't think I was supposed to have, um, yeah. but I do. And so it was, it was just very different. Um, coming from there but i think you're right i think they might have bit off a little more sometimes than they needed to and that made it hard uh, yeah. to, to carry all that and to keep it all straight and moving forward at times but for the most part they handled it, it you're right it does it does have some moments where you, you get worried yeah that they're not going to land this at all that this is just going to collapse and it gets a little wobbly uh but they pull through so i still like it yeah, I felt like they, even though it's a, because it's a series, they, they do kind of harken back to it and, and comics themselves are episodic and they repeat it themselves because they don't want somebody to come into the middle of a story and be like, oh, what the, what does that mean? And so, I mean, just kind of naturally comics do that, but I felt like they did a little too much of it. Like they're trying to show Hawkeye's humanity. This is not a spoiler at all, but they're just like, how many times are they going to show him like, laid up in like a, a a couch with like cuts and scrapes and like band-aids on him and like putting like ice packs and stuff like taking advil and stuff it's like i get it he's he's just he's a, a dude. dude yeah he's a dude that's i i get that but there's just a little bit too many references to that but i mean now i'm just kind of nitpicking a little bit but 
All right, so let's get into story. Um, this is a, uh, a script written by a lot of just unknowns again. We've got Jonathan Igla, who did a couple episodes on Mad Men, and then Tanner Bean and his writing partner, Katrina Matthewson, who have like absolutely like nothing of relevant experience like on their um, on their IMDb. Oh, do you remember the, uh, the uh, Fox show? Uh, where the woman uh, was uh, pitching in the major leagues. It's called Pitch. Do you remember oh. that? It was very short-lived. They okay, wrote like an ep- this out. So. Yeah, they, they wrote an, an, an episode of that. And I was like, that's it. That's the only thing I know. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, so it, it's a pretty straightforward uh, tale. Um, but I felt like the thing that makes it work really well, and you've made reference to this already, but it's injected with like the right amount of humor and action and drama to keep it interesting and entertaining. And that's really what you want at the end of the day, right? Yeah. You, you want something that you can come back to, like, is it perfect? No, but uh, it's something that's entertaining enough that I'll keep, I'll, I'll probably keep watching it. I think, like you said, I'm at the end of the top five uh, discussion, you got, you guys finished it and you already wanted to watch it right away. Yeah, it's it's easily the most rewatchable Marvel show so far. Like, not even close, I don't think. I mean, because Wand- WandaVision's a great show, but if you watch that on repeat, you're going to kill yourself. Um, <laughs> like, it w- it'll drag you down. It's got some deep, heavy stuff that you don't right. want to just rehash every other day. Um, like, I love it stuff- when Vision says grief is... <laughs> I love it when they say goodbye to their kids and I'm like, stop crying. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, thanks. Um, But like, and and not that there's not some heavy, deeper moments and thoughts in in Hawkeye, because there Mm, certainly mm -hmm. are, um, because they're still dealing with plenty of things, but it does have more of that balance and just more of that kind of popcorn, good natured comic book feel to it. Like it is just a little bit different. And so it's just more more rewatchable in that regard. So I think, I think this one will come up much more and it's just better than Falcon and winter soldier. No offense. So gosh, man, I feel like every time we talk about it, it just, <laughs> it gets and worse every time. Every time well, and, bring it up. Right. And every time you watch something like this, where you're just like, Oh, they, that it just keeps looking like more and more of a misstep than uh, you imagine. Actually, yeah. And just some misfire. Cause like the, the thing that could have made, that show amazing would have been the chemistry between the two lead characters. Right. And it just wasn't, we just didn't get enough of it in that show. Whereas this one, the relationship between Kate and Clint is like front and center. Like it's, and and it should be, it's awesome. So. Yeah. Um, And this is based in part like by uh, on, this is based in part on a Matt fraction uh, storyline um, in Hawkeye. I want to say like 2016. Um, he did like a 22 issue run, and a lot of the artwork that's in the um, marketing for it um, is done by the guy that did the uh, the artwork. But it, it bases a lot of this. Um, at least some of the the situations are based on this run in Hawkeye. And it's one of like a lot of people's like favorite comic book run, or it's just such a different uh, take on a lot of different, on, on a character like Hawkeye, you know, there's been a lot of non Marvel um, 
superhero stories like this, but it was the first time like somebody took it and was just like making fun of the fact that Hawkeye's just a dude, you know, and he lives in this apartment. The dude, um, this isn't a spoiler, but the, the guy named Grills, that's a LARPer in this one. He's, his name is Grills because like he invites all the people in the apartment building to go to the top of the apartment building and he just grills the whole time. He's just getting people like hamburgers and hot dogs and stuff and they just call him Grills. So it's just silly stuff like that, that they kind of use like that character name for another guy that has like absolutely nothing to do with it, but he's like another guy that Hawkeye is like in his life. So it's kind of cool to see that. And, and I tried to, I didn't try to take it too seriously whenever I was like, Oh, that's not how it was in the comic books, but it was cool to see some of those little things. Um, those little nods too. If, if you read the comics, it's kind of a, a cool little nod to it, but you don't have to, to get it. Like everybody loves pizza dog, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a cool thing. You don't have to be like, Oh, I know that from the comics. It's just pizza dog's cool. So, so uh, let's move on to themes. What do you got? Um, quite a few, man. There were lots of things that popped out. Uh, Cause yeah. like I said, there's a lot going on, like a lot mm-hmm. of these different stories, uh, family, huge yeah. theme. It, it does have to do with Hawkeye and that's not a spoiler. We found that out way back in Ultron. Hawkeye has a family right. yes. um, and they play, them existing is a big deal yes. um, in this movie, yeah. which if you've watched, you know, in game, that also makes sense. So uh, family is a big deal uh, choices, um, especially this idea of like what it takes to be a hero. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's a huge thing between the yeah. two of them, like, and, and which is, it brings up a good question. I mean, like, what is it like to grow up in a world where Avengers and superheroes are like normal? Like, right. it's not just the generation where they appear. This is like the generation that's grown up with them more. Right. And so, like, what kind of influence does that have? And so, you know, what does it mean to be a hero? Um, constant theme. Uh, forgiveness, especially they're forgiving yourself and moving on from stuff comes up a lot. And just generally speaking, like, uh, kind of back to choices and stuff, like, just doing the right thing. Like, what is the right thing? And how do you decide what that is? And so those were all yeah. kind of big things that popped up to me. So um, I, I use different words, but I think we got the same type of themes. Um, so duty, um, there's a lot of duty that is going on and that's D-U-T-Y, not D-O-O-D-Y. Byers uh, <laughs> is like grinning from ear to ear. Uh, we've got grief uh, and then regret, uh, kind of what you're talking about with your choices. Um, that's, that's kind of what it came down to me. And then rage. Uh, I feel like a lot of um, what this tale uh, really expounded on was uh, something that happens that the rate, I should probably go rage and then regret. Right. <laughs> Possibly, so, yes. Yes. So um, I, I think those are the, the main ones that I, that I got to, I didn't really get too much after that. I, I found I found myself really enjoying how they they really took all of this. When you get this history and this canon um, that we were talking about kind of at the beginning of it, it can really start to weigh on some of this this story. And and it was interesting how they were able to to weave this tale uh, through th- through all of those things and make it coherent. Um, to, for the most part, there are just some odd choices. I think. Uh, so what, what, what did you think about the execution? I felt like we've, we've talked about it now a little bit, but I feel like it was really good right up until the finale. 
it, it feels incredibly solid. And, and I still, I think I'm interested to talk about the finale more with you because that's been, okay. seems to be where we're going to diverge more um, with each other. So I'm interested to see, this might be one of those situations where you convince me of stuff. Um, <laughs> we're always going back and forth. We, right. we, we always end up chalked by the end of the conversation for the most part. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, unless we're talking about um, a handful of things like Dune, uh, Dune. <laughs> Dune or uh, Top Gun, apparently. Guy at my church is wearing a Top Gun t-shirt. And then I had to tell him how my podcast partner hates me because I don't like Top Gun. So. I don't hate you. All right. Phileo podcast score. I'm going to remember why that 8.5 is um, Buyers Goes to Tacanos this time. Um, but it's not 8.5. So I've got a Phileo podcast score of eight out of 10. Okay. I think I got to go 8.5. That's okay. Like, I really liked it. it I, I still stand by. It was probably my favorite show of last year, but like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not creeping it up into nine territory where we have things like Shang-Chi and Spider-Man gotcha. No Way Home or anything like that. So gotcha. Okay. All right. Um, and now that both of us have forgotten um, if we were going to put it into the, um, into the tears oof probably the the time stone is just so rewatchable right like that's the i, I think I that's watch fair it over and over i think i think that's fair because who doesn't want to hang out with lucky the pizza dog that's right all the time yeah all right we're gonna get into spoilers so we can actually talk some more about like yeah because this is brutal talking around it okay so. all right so if you haven't watched it go watch it come back listen to the listen to the spoiler talk all right so spoiler spoiler talk is here and uh, we can go we can the go gloves are now. off i don't have to be yeah. careful anymore yeah so what do you want to go do you want to go likes or dislikes first um either way mine are still just in order i think i don't even think yeah. i separated like this like i just started writing stuff down as i watched okay let's do it i love the tie-in all the way back to the first avengers like the right. opening thing. Oh yeah, that's where really she's in the cool. building and getting attacked, and she you get to watch Hawkeye mm-hmm. from like a different angle during the battle. Like this is what it was like to live there and see the Avengers, and uh, it just brings up that thing I asked earlier. Like, what's it like to grow up in a world with superheroes? And like, this right. is it. Like, she's a little kid watching Hawkeye with his bow and arrow fighting aliens. Um, mm-hmm. I love how they poke fun at that too. By the way, like we get several of those. Like Ultron's still the best one where he's like. It's all crazy, right? right? We're fighting robots, <laughs> and I have a bow and arrow. Um, I love how we just lean into the things about Hawkeye that, that seem ridiculous, and that just right. makes it okay then. Like, yeah, we know it's ridiculous. We're doing it anyway. Um, right. Well, and I, I especially love how they tie that back in um, at the very um, If it's not the last episode, it's the next to last episode where Kate's just, like, standing there, like, just tears welling up in her eyes, and it's just like, you're a dude with a stick and some string and you showed me like what it was like to be a hero. Uh, like that speech like was really cool. And it like, it really connects with that first frame or that yeah. first like scene in the, in the show. And you're just like, what the heck's going on? What's like, why are we setting this up this way? And like, it makes all the sense in the world, you know? Cause that's the, that's the, the care, the heart of both of their characters, you know? So yeah. Yeah, they, you know, they don't have superpowers. They don't have fancy armor. They have a stick and a string, and they're willing to go do what needs to be done to, to help other people. And so that's what yeah. makes them, them awesome. That's what, that's what makes Hawkeye so fun. 
Yeah. That and snappy, ritty, witty remarks all the time, which <laughs> Kate Bishop is also um, extremely good at. So I loved how they built up her character that it's not just kind of like she's some overnight success like Katie. Uh, it makes Katie's like ridiculous, like archery shot in Shang-Chi, like just even more ridiculous. <laughs> like, like Kate has taken the time and like, like done this her entire life, just like Hawkeye did. It just shows like they're, they're skillful at something, but have honed their craft. Um, and she's like, also like a hand to hand, like she's like a judo champion too. You know, yeah. it's not, it's not just like, oh, because she can shoot automatically. She's just, she can get into fights with people and hold her own. You know, there's, there's, there's enough backstory there to, to support why uh, she feels this way, you know, yeah. and, and what she did. She's, she's almost like a, she's almost like a Batman type character for like in the hope of something rather than like something dark happened and like, Oh, okay. This is what I, I mean. Obviously her dad died and she does it to respect him, but it's a, it's a, it's a much different. It's um, more about the hope of seeing Hawkeye yeah, in, in yeah. that moment than mm-hmm. I'm angry and brooding about my dad. Right. So. <laughs> I'm going to come one, one millimeter from killing pe- killing dudes. <laughs> Although, although there's a lot of killing dudes in this show. Oh my gosh. Um, before we move on from that, it's got the highest kill count of any Marvel. Like, obviously there's like six episodes, but uh, they, they did something where it's got the highest kill count of uh, humans. I think if you put Age of Ultron in there, like machines getting destroyed, probably. And Shatari and um, yeah, that's the thing. We're, we're usually killing aliens and right, crazy exactly. things. And yeah, this is yeah. people. So yeah, so yeah. What else? Um, something I loved hating. Uh-huh. Um, Rogers the musical. Okay, War- <laughs> fair warning. Now you're gonna get it stuck in your head. Um, and it's Rock just so. Into this all day. <laughs> I love the part where he says we're gonna get shawarma when we're done. Like they even right. include like the post credit like, scene into this in, musical. In like the ridiculous um, way he like rubs his belly. I was just like, what is going on here? Oh yeah. and, and Hulk smashing and and yeah, just fantastic. It's it's mid like that's what we had to keep telling our kids. Like it's supposed to be bad. Like this is yeah. supposed to be like, oh my gosh, this is horrendous. It's so bad that it's good. Yeah. Um and it was. It's so bad that it's good. I'm scared that there's more. Like Rogers the Musical. <laughs> like, did they write the whole thing and we just got just this taste right now? Are we going to get more of this? I would love that. Like, I think that this is as much as they got. And they were oh. like, hey, we need to use, we need to be able to use enough of it that we're not just like, so we need to tape like a full, like, scene from like a Broadway show to make sure that we can interject. I want to know what the other scenes are in Rogers the Musical, though. So, so that I can understand why it's Rogers the musical and not Avengers the musical. Like, right. So I need, I need some more, I need some more Rogers. Um, but I hope it's just as bad and just as terrible as this one was. I love the line that when, when he's talking with his daughter about it and she's like, is, are you okay? Is, is everything, is everything all right? And he's like, yeah, it's fine. It's just not the way it happened. Cause that guy, that guy wasn't there. And he points at Ant-Man. <laughs> he's just doing this like, really smiley dance he's like he wasn't there yeah so uh i really like that one oh 
And when you get the full version at the end, the whole end of the show, like the stuff they're talking about New York and how it stinks and we love it and like just <laughs> just ridiculous. So ridiculous. It was great. Yeah. Um okay, here's here's a not a dislike, just a question. Okay. Um, how do people keep mistaking Kate for Clint in that costume? Like, how do you look at Clint Barton in the Ronin costume and Kate Bishop in the same costume and think that's the same person? That was that was a big like I mean she has I mean Jeremy Renner's like a little slight of build. He's not like he's he's not quite Steve Rogers yeah, uh, I mean, or not, Thor yeah. or anything like that, but you're right 100 percent Like you can totally tell it's just like a very feminine outline. It's not and a like, grown man yeah, and instead it's right. a like college age girl. Like right. Yeah, super weird. Yeah. Especially like when they show up on the TV, like without it being like over stylized, I'm like, that that doesn't look right at all. Is the yeah. Ronin back? Yeah, if somebody grabbed his costume and put a woman inside, <laughs> then the Ronin's back. Yeah, and and if the Ronin started saving dogs instead of killing people, right. like there's nothing about this that says this is the same guy. Like I love how that never occurs to anyone that this might be a different person. And yeah. they don't start doing the math like, oh, that was right. a couple of years ago mm-hmm. since Ronan and this chick's like 21 years old. So, yeah, I'm sure she was a teenager traveling all over the world, murdering crime bosses. That's that sounds plausible. Yeah. Um, since he shows up early, uh, I love uh, Jack Duquesne. And they, oh, they, man. so they, they really threw every, all the comic book uh, guys for a loop because Jack Duquesne is um, the swordsman. He's like a villain slash superhero. Um, he's one of those, like, that kind of flips back and forth, uh, depending on whoever wants to write him that way. But his original character was he um, was important to Clint Barton because Clint was like, um, orphaned and he was in a carnival and like jack duquesne was the guy that taught him how to like because he's a great hand-to-hand combatant as along with being a sword fighter or along with being a uh, archer and so like that's who taught him um all of his his trade so to speak at the very beginning and so everyone's like oh jack's gonna be bad jack's gonna be bad and then they just kind of they play it. I mean, he's still like the swordsman because he's obviously got a thing for swords. And like at the end, like he's just going nuts, which is fantastic. What about the guy with the sword? Yeah. Is he on our side? Yeah. Oh, I think he is, but we should probably get him out of here too. Right. <laughs> so I just love all of his um, discussions and his like banter back and forth with Kate too. Uh, he's just got this like, like we talked about at the beginning for the non or for the non-spoiler talk was that the first time through you're just like this guy's an obvious bad guy but they're playing it up for laughs to like make you think it's they they flip it on its head like it's like we know wink wink like yeah and then and then he ends up not being a bad guy so it's like boom in your face we got you you know so I really enjoyed him the second time through because I wasn't like, oh, this is like groan inducing how bad this guy is, you know? Yeah. So like it yeah. seems so bad the first time. Like, yeah, y'all are so obvious. And then you're like, oh, you were trying to be so obvious because it's not. <laughs> not. Okay. <laughs> so like, I love his flip, like where all of a sudden, oh, he's not really the bad guy. He's actually a decent yeah. guy. Um, whereas the flip with Eleanor with her mom mm-hmm. 
is rough. Like she's excellent at being the doting mother. But I, I just that don't that believe would, her yeah. when you get to the like kingpin stuff. Like once you're right. there, I'm just like, I mean, I, I get that she's supposed to be in over her head. Right. But this is like, this is like a kindergartner picking a March Madness bracket. Like you have no idea what you're doing here. Like you're not even close to understanding what's happening. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. I don't believe that she could have ever had a partnership with Kingpin. That's where I think the story and the directing fell like apart. And that's one of the big things for me. And it's, it was, it was one of the big central things to their character. And I felt like Kate does a good job responding to it in the right way, but they, it still lacks depth to it because like you said, it's just so it's so it's believable, but whenever you see it occur in front of your eyes, it's not believable. You know, when she turns, they just don't make, there's nothing, there's nothing dark or sinister about her enough to have pulled this off. Yeah. Like it just, it doesn't even seem like she has that level to her. Right. Where she could have done the things that like killed the guy and and done all that. Like, they needed to show her like literally kill Armand to like to make it like kind of pull that in. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's what I'm having just such a hard time with. Cause she did so well as the doting mother, as the doting mother that I, it, it just, it just didn't quite match up with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, she, I think that is what kind of throws it off some, I, I just kind of overlooked it and went and enjoyed the rest of the story. I was like, okay, that was kind of yeah. rough, but we'll yeah. still go have fun. Yeah. And, and that's the, that's the thing. It's like, it's a lot of fun, but like once we get down to like brass tacks at the very end, that's where like, I think a lot of people didn't like how Loki ended and probably had some fun along the way, even though they didn't know what the heck was going on. But like the last, there's episode, an alligator, so we don't care. Right. The, the last episode just is so out there that they're just like, yeah, I didn't like it because it was out there, you know? And I, I ended up liking it because I thought, oh, that's cool. It was out there, but in kind of a good way, you know? So I guess I can't really talk too much on, on some of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so like for, I was just going to say, but for some of this, it's like, it, it's not high concept stuff. It's just missed execution, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think you could have played that off where she actually seemed believable as a villain even if she's not in her own mind i mean that that's part of what they're going for is that in her own mind she just did what was necessary and this is how the world works and like she doesn't see herself as a bad guy so you don't want to go too far with it i guess but right it's like they didn't go far emotionally yeah it's an emotionally complex scene and she she does well conveying that at the the scene right before the cops come and get her right yeah, the and whole, then is, is this what heroes do arrest their mothers on christmas like that line right. was was good yeah and kate's response is great like you said like kate responds to it well even when it's mm-hmm. kind of not fully developed enough or something as it as it feels like it should be but yeah that it does it does end well there though with that line where she's like yep someone's yeah. got to pay someone's got to take responsibility it's gonna be you mom yeah uh, I really loved the scene where Hawkeye has to go get his running costume from the LARPers. <laughs> I just love the LARPers in general. Right. Yeah. Um, number one, I love LARPers because LARPers are permanently the extra level of nerd that I do not have. Like Correct. that's always my bailout. Like, yes, I'm a huge dork, 
However, but I don't have this level. There's always that level that's further than me, right? Like, right. am I going to every Marvel Star Wars movie, like opening night, first week? Yeah, usually, right? Am I going in right. a costume? No. See, that's yeah. where the line is. Like, yeah. I'm not. Do I go to the park on um, uh, Louisiana and Indian school on every Saturday in the <laughs> afternoon? No, no, I do not. Yeah. No, I do not. No, not my, I'm not that far. Sorry. But the uh, LARPers are great. I mean, not yeah. only do they give me that that extra level of, of not feeling like a, there's always a bigger nerd than me, but they're really fun in this movie and, and they mm-hmm. play kind of a cool role. Um, and, and it's just, it's hilarious the times like Clint has to go down there and that whole thing where he's just like annoyed and <laughs> just schooling these guys without even trying because he does this for real. Right. Um, and then when Kate shows up to meet them, like he sends Kate to them and she's just, she just dives in. Like right. she's just full in. These guys are awesome. We're just going to hang out. And it's kind of fun to watch them come full circle. Like they get to bust out their costumes and it's hilarious that like these trained professionals, like it's a cop and a right. firefighter and like some of them do this for a living, but in normal clothes, nobody pays attention to them. So they bust out these ridiculous costumes and all of a sudden <laughs> everyone's doing everything they say. So can we just jump in? Because I, I can't take it anymore. Um, yes. Yelena uh shows up and oh, completely like, so good. she she stole black widow from underneath <laughs> scarlett johansson and now she steals hawkeye right from under jeremy renner and to a a, a, a lesser extent uh hayley stanfield because they get two scenes together like two mac really and long cheese scenes. scene is- yeah it's just Probably my hilarious. favorite few minutes of this entire and they're show. they're they're playing off each other and it's great so i won't I, say he she steals it from Haley stanfield because they're in those scenes together and they they do well together um but yeah we're, we're setting up this is our new hawkeye and widow combo right yeah right hopefully yep and that's a hopefully like that's impressive to have taken two characters that i enjoyed right and replaced them with people that you probably like better. <laughs> i even like yes i'm pretty sure i do <laughs> Yelena, I definitely enjoy more than Natasha. Yeah. No offense. No, um, I like, I like fun. The, yeah. Yeah. And she like, likes hot sauce. So she likes hot sauce. <laughs> she really does because a little bit of that goes a long way. And she squirted like a gallon in there. Yeah. Seriously. My yeah. wife is a fan of the sriracha and mac and cheese. That's been pulled oh. off many times at my house. I, I'm, um, I'm not lately. wondering. That yeah. was the. That was the when the kids were smaller and didn't finish the whole box mm, like in one mm-hmm. sitting stage and now we're up to like nine and 13 and so no there's no leftover mac and cheese for mom and dad anymore like forget yeah. that yeah um but not not elena levels it was like a squirt or two not half the yeah. bottle of sriracha so that was a lot of, that was a lot of sriracha yeah it's a lot now I I was we were kind of sitting there waiting for it to happen and even then whenever like they did such a good job on that scene of anticipation of uh, if they didn't have the cool setup between like them going to get the the uh, Rolex in Maya's yeah uh, apartment that it would it took me like probably a good minute longer. Uh, than it probably should have because I he was like, well, I'm fighting Maya out here. What are you talking about? You're like, who? Who's it? Because yeah. So I mean, it, it was just a little bit longer, but I, I thought that it was cool that they played with expectations on that, and and she showed up for half of it. You know, now we'll get into. I love Elena in this, but her 
her arc is completely problematic to me in every way. Uh, so questions there too. Like right. she's hired, but there was also this moment at the end of widow, like in the post credits where she finds right. out like Clint Barton killed. So like when she first shows up, I just assume she's there for the revenge mission. Like you're the right. guy that killed my sister. I'm here to kill you. I think it's supposed to basically tie in that, like that, that takes place like the day before, like she shows up in New York, you know, like um, Contessa Vaughn Schweetz. I know I just compare like put like Wreck-It Ralph and like, but I can't remember her actual name right now. I don't ever remember her name. I just call her <laughs> Elaine Bennis. So. There, there you go. Elaine Bennis goes <laughs> in and does that. I think that that's what's that supposed to uh, uh, kind of infer is like, we've put those, we've seen those two things happen. So we're going to put those together in the timeline. What I thought was, really cool was how they did the uh the blip um with her it was awesome oh yes. that was so cool that was so cool because we've yeah. never seen anything happen from anybody's perspective we've seen people come back from it but we've never seen it happen in real time i thought that that was a really yeah heart-wrenching thing for her to just be like what do you mean i just lost five five years of my life i was in the bathroom for like a second yeah, especially if you watch like if you went in and watched Black Widow and then jumped into this like directly, mm -hmm. even though there's a lot that happens in between it, like if you felt the emotion of I'm reunited with my sister, right, that you get it by the end of Widow to that moment of it's all gone and ripped away, like, right, because she was out there helping out all the widows instead of yeah. being with her sister, like that was what she felt was important to, uh, to do. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I think that that's that's so so let's resolve that so that's probably what they're trying to key in on uh that she's so grief-stricken that she's not thinking clearly but it's like if she knows enough about these people when she's going to like go after them like especially kate i mean she knows everything about her all of the kate stuff bishop. is out there yeah, kate, kate, bishop. Bishop. Kate, kate bishop kate bishop oh that is the funniest <laughs> so so if she knows all of these things about them, how does she not know Hawkeye's backstory and that her, him and Natasha were just like, like that, you know, it's out there for everybody to see. It's not like, forget about the Budapest stuff. Like that's all like top secret missions for shield, but all she has to do is go out there. Like you, like you said, it's, it's the, it's the era of like superheroes, like basically fighting in front of you on live TV all the time. There she is with this guy. Like he's not going to kill her, you know? So I, I just, although I love Yelena being there, she, she does a great job. I just felt like even like the scene that they finish out there, um, I likened it to the, uh, the secret whistle was like the Martha um, of <laughs> Batman versus Superman. Like, it's I'm better sure than the Martha. Okay. Uh, it's it's okay. It's a little bit better than the Martha because she's not going. How do you know that whistle? <laughs> well, and it was on purpose. Like it it's not an accidental whistle. Like that was I the know. bad thing about Martha was that it's true. he's just talking about his own mom, and it just right. confuses him. It's gonna be snaps him out of his haze. Like this is an intentional. Like I'm going to do something to to show you that I really knew Natasha, so that you don't kill me because right. I'm not going to fight back against you the same way. Like yeah. I just felt like it was just contrived 
from the. I want to know why he waited through that like five minute beating before he busted right? out the whistle. <laughs> he's just getting like, like the little stick to the head, like, and, and how he's does, just like how blocking. Does, I know it. we went a little too PG through that section, like in a weird yeah. way. We're like we're beating the snot out of him, like a rated R movie, but we've got the right. blood of a like pg movie like there's like not a scratch on him afterwards it doesn't look hardly like this dude would be like just gashes all over him right well and of course like there's like just bodies like all around the rink (laughs) and not a drop of blood anywhere which i appreciate i mean i don't want to see all that but it does get a little ridiculous when you have this much carnage without actual carnage yeah uh, one of my favorite um, going going back to a little bit earlier in the show, we'll kind of bounce back there. Um, I really loved the seemingly continuous um, uh, shot um, when they get in the car and they they're they're running away from the tracksuit mafia after they get there in the KB toy store. And uh, in the comic book, they do something similar to that where uh, Kate is driving and um uh and uh hawkeye is uh is shooting out the side and he's doing all the trick arrows and stuff like that and so it was like a cool little like role reversal of like oh you've seen the comic we're gonna switch it on you on this one so i thought that that one was that was a cool like a lot of the action in this is um it's fun but it's not like super crazy but i thought that that one was a a cool way of of shooting that um that particular scene yeah the whole thing where barton loses his hearing temporarily Mm -hmm. with the exception of the super dusty phone call scene right um, that 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 scene was gut-wrenchingly amazing like you felt it and so i get why it was there but other than that moment it just felt like an unnecessary we don't have enough going on we need to make him deaf for a day like yeah and I don't think you even needed it. You already got how much you missed his family. We already got that. Like yeah. Ronan existed because of that. We already understand how much this means to him to be home with his family. Like you didn't need to to pile on, even though that scene with the phone call is really good. But right. it's almost like they had they it's like because they brought Maya in and having like a um, a deaf character they felt like they needed to like find some way for him to have to sign so that when like they can't just have like Kazi like sitting there the entire time like as they're beating each other up and he's like <laughs> translating he's like hey did you know and he's like hey yeah did you know <laughs> so I, I mean to I a mean, certain I think we already I, established I that like, right. during the musical which was right. a funny scene I love that right. one we just takes it out because so <laughs> <laughs> dad dad but they don't really tell us why his son and him signed to each other like they didn't say that he had um like he was hard of hearing or anything like that so True. i didn't i didn't quite get that either but anyway picking nits again so although he said something about more in there and that's like one of the five signs i right? actually know because we all please. taught our kid to say no more yep. please yeah, yeah. food <laughs> Is the only way my daughter asked for food Mommy, for daddy <laughs> we made the mistake of teaching that to my nephew and then that's all he did for like right a week after there like constantly like more 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 more, more food more more food please <laughs> <laughs> are there lots of people who just walk around new york city with a bow and arrow by the way because they do it like 10 times and nobody like that's an eye i get that it's a it's weird new york city. and it's a weird city it's yeah. a weird place i'm sure but I feel like people walking around the street with brandishing open weapons like that would catch a little <laughs> bit more attention. 
it's not it's not it's not the 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 bow but it's like the the quiver in the back at the yeah, same time right. like at any point in time you could like literally just draw down on me and <laughs> kill me yeah yeah let's get into some of these dislikes i've been too positive for a while i guess i guess i've been kind of sprinkling them in uh throughout so the tracksuit mafia doesn't really seem like a big foe and i get it it's hawkeye you kind of have to you don't want to you don't want to bring it down too much echo or maya who they're setting up to be the superhero echo as you can kind of see at the end she's turning from her evil ways um and she, sort of does, sort does of. shooting kingpin in the face count as turning from her evil ways Sorry. and does she really kill him like they so that's my show big us thing. on purpose yeah. right so that's my big thing is that what's the purpose of her show if she killed the kingpin because yeah. that's all i know of like her, her she's um her and daredevil were like an item for a while and daredevil's big foe is like the kingpin and as we know with spider-man no way home they're bringing daredevil like the daredevil from like netflix along with uh, kingpin from netflix into the mcu and so it's like i don't understand how that unless they make it like a prequel that's the only thing i can and, come up with or he he just he just took a bomb to the face and was like okay you know but so, yeah i don't know it'd be interesting to see because it felt very intentional that we cut away we, we yeah. yeah we like panned up so we couldn't see and just hear the gunshots and so it's right. implied but he'll survive i'm sure he's already survived a bunch of stuff on his own show with daredevil so right yeah um and did did you really just say that that the blind character and the deaf character dated for a while in the marvel comics Correct. that was really a thing because that, that doesn't really seem like that's uh to pc for 2022 yep I don't, I don't know if that one will fly anymore hey let's put the two uh disabled people together <laughs> yeah i think it's i think it's definitely happening it's it's definitely right. happening yeah so i felt like the kazi fight with renner where it's kind of like he goes oh i'm gonna have a lot of fun with this and i was like you're gonna get your butt kicked and like two seconds <laughs> later he gets his butt kicked and then he's like yeah that was fun <laughs> i was like touche yeah. all right yeah, so, yeah. kazi just never seemed like you're never going to stand up to this. Like this is, this is Clint Barton. Like right. this guy's an Avenger. Um, he fought, he fought like Ultron and Thanos and stuff. Like, what are you going to do to him? Yeah. And it, and to a, a greater degree, I didn't quite, I mean, I understand why they, why they fight, but when Maya and Kazi fight at the end, like he's like, Hey, I know I can never get out of this um, this life. I can't walk in two worlds. Like, yeah, like that was a good like um, harken back to the beginning with her dad, and that she's going to be that person that kind of walks in those two worlds still. Um, but I mean, I like I, I get why he couldn't go with her, right? But I don't get why they have to fight, right? And why she had to kill him, right? Yeah, she could have just been like, "Hey, I'm gonna knock you out, and don't follow me." <laughs> <laughs> i don't know so yeah, it what do you like think we're about... trying to because I mean, we're trying to have these showdowns right like clinton elena and maya and kazi and kate that's what i was like kingpin and it, it was a little too and the fact that kate survives against kingpin is a little too unbelievable as well 
after he survives all the stuff that he survives right Right. Um, when when he like does like the like the street fighter punch like straight into her (laughs) um and she goes like flying into the wall it's like yeah she probably would have had a couple broken ribs and a punctured lung and that's not really showing through here i mean i get it it's like you said like Barton is the same way he probably would have in a different movie like it would have been a lot different but um, Nolan Hawkeye then it's it's much more brutal right right. we're seeing all those things yeah and but but I it's point taken she survives the fight with Kingpin she doesn't necessarily like win like she kind of gets lucky right yeah so I don't know I think that's that's all the 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 dislikes that I oh I I got another slight The whole uh, she comes flying down the side of the building thing after Elena, yeah, and like doesn't do it well and somehow just survives just fine. Like doesn't slow down at all. Like there's no such thing as terminal velocity or yeah, anything. You just went like, like, like twenty stories to the concrete <laughs> without. No, sorry, it was too much. Like yeah. I like the concept. Like here goes Elena doing her widow thing, running down right. the side of the building, which always looks cool, right? Um, and then Kate's gonna okay gonna strap this thing around and like she never like pulls on it and slows herself down though she just like right the flops around like a fish and then somehow lands on her feet i don't understand the physics of tying a bolo around that at all like especially because like if you think about it and this is really getting nitpicky but i noticed this like a lot the second time it's like like yelena just drops it like so it's bolted up like to the top and it's keeping her weight is what like helps like propel her down the side but i mean in all honesty if she just cut it at the end it's just a dangling piece of rope so like what is she holding it on i don't know anyway we're, we're trying to make sense out of a marvel uh, uh <laughs> a marvel stunt. Stunt. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like it's a fast and furious stunt so i mean it's it's still more believable than lots <laughs> of things i've seen but i liked the the runner jumping into the christmas tree more than that that was more believable that was funny too like when the owls (laughs) just sitting there staring at him and stuff is great i want to know how they filmed that scene all this stuff with with the rockefeller center like the most famous christmas tree in the world like they had they had to like do that there's no way you you got to go tear this thing down and they they did that on a back lot and made like a an ice skating rink yeah for sure for sure so um i really love the trick arrow conversations and the scene where they're making trick arrows is really fun. It's kind of, yeah, it's in that Rocky montage kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like we're getting ready for the battle. We're making our trick arrows. Um, and the PIM arrows both ways, the one that enlarges the arrow that smashes through the car right early on is really cool. And then when she shrinks the the van down when they're flying, which what is the plan there? I'm going to drive off this like cliff into the ice rink. (laughs) They were just going to smash those dudes as kamikaze style. Yeah. I can't even see them. So I'm just going to fly in there and hope they're in the way. Right. Um, So that harkens back to the comic at the very beginning, like with uh, he's with Kate Bishop and he's like, Hey, I'm going to put all these trick arrows. I need to go get some tape to like put, to label these arrows. And so he's like going to like hardware store to hardware store to try to find some tape. And he gets in trouble along the way, like the tracksuit mafia guys like bust him up, but like, that was the thing. And so like when they're in the, um, they're in the firefight, he's like, she's, she's handing him all of these arrows as she's driving. And he's like, why do you keep handing me these arrows that don't make any sense? And she's like, well, it would, it'd be great if they were labeled. So it's like a little in joke, like whenever they actually do get to label them on here, but 
Yeah. But it's, of course it's funny. It's like they're pulling them from their quiver and like shooting them as fast as they can. It's like, how do they possibly even know like what any of these things are? But anyway, I'm good. See, this is the problem. I got like really, really nitpicky when I went through the finale and that's what like really lowered the score for me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being too hard. Really low. You still gave it an eight. I, I know, like but like, score. right. But that's what I mean is like, that's what kind of kept like it from being uh, a little bit higher in my mind. I don't know. Um, too many things. Too many things. When he's setting up the meat with uh, Maya and shoots the arrow through the windshield. Yeah. And the guy screams. It's very like Marv Home Alone-esque. <laughs> it was great. Right. I wrote I wrote that down. It's like great scheme. Um, I also love what, that that showdown happens at Fat Man Auto Sales. I, it's got right. nothing to do with anything, but it's, it's just the fun. foreshadow. It's the foreshadowing that the kingpin is the is the main oh, man. I didn't even yeah. get that. I was just laughing yeah. at Fat Man Auto Sales. Right. <laughs> I do love the tracksuit mafia, like all throughout it, especially the the part where the guy's talking about getting concert tickets for Imagine Dragons <laughs> with with Kate. <laughs> Oh, that was too funny. Xavier's a big Imagine Dragons fan. And so like when they totally like made fun of them, they're like, she's like, why would you want to go see Imagine Dragons? Heartbreaking. Uh, why yeah. You? He's like, wait, do people not like Imagine Dragons? I was like, they're a popular band, man. Welcome to life. Everybody's got to be. Everybody's got to. Well, that leads to a fun your moment later when he. Yeah, in the middle of the fight, you know, and she's like, well, what's with the good? And he just kind of shrugs and just knocks him out. Right. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, are there no cops in New York City, by the Absolutely way? Absolutely like, none. Yeah. People falling down buildings, gunshots, and it right. takes a good 20 minutes before you even hear a siren. Like, yeah. They showed up. Oh, they showed up at the at the um, auction. As long as there's a bunch of rich people with a, an auction like although there's, there's a bunch of rich people hanging out at the bishop christmas party that's true. the other fight so that's true it should yeah. be showing up there too yeah yeah the, the call time on that one was uh was not good for not their good. stats yeah <laughs> uh-uh. kate's face uh when they bust out the trick arrows by the way uh-huh. and she goes oh, is it time like a <laughs> little kid <laughs> in the like you know that she's been waiting her entire life yeah. like to to do that yeah oh and that was the other thing uh the the boomerang arrows uh conversation is flipped from the comic book as well oh. like hawkeye's the one that's just like he's talking about trick arrows and he's like yeah that's a boomerang arrow and she's like why a boomerang arrow and he's like because it'll come back and she's like yeah exactly it'll come back <laughs> So it's kind of fun for them to, to, to flip that and still have it make sense. So, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, so my big, my big comic book nerd question, because I usually have one of these when we mm-hmm. get to the end of a Marvel movie or I have to text you after I walk out of a movie and be like, who the heck is this? What the heck is this? Agent 19, Barton's wife. Are we getting more of that? You think I actually read up, so I'm, I'm somewhat caught up. Somewhat caught up. Then you probably know. Like they're kind of trying to make reference. Uh, like Hawkeye uh, married a Shield agent named Mockingbird in the comic books, and so it seems like they're kind of kind of making a vague reference to that. And if you remember, in Age of Ultron, uh, Tony made a vague reference to like, "What do you got? Like some secret family here? Oh, you're an agent." I know you're an agent or something like that. And so it just kind of, I think it's kind of a little bit of a, um, an in joke. And I don't think that like Laura Cardellini is going to be like out there, like 
doing like backflips and somersaults and crazy stuff or anything. But I think that it just kind of helped pulls like it's like a it's a good reference to like this is who Hawkeye is like and he settled down um, with um, a shield agent and then they, they went off grid, you know, and it's also kind of, it's, 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 uh, kind of that sec- it, it's shows why he's so, uh, invested in being there, you know, like the, the Ronin suit is his side and then the, the Rolex is her side. And so it's like, even more so like he's there for his family, you know, I don't know. That's, that's the way that I took it, but who knows it made um, it make more sense when she's like busting out the russian with him right. earlier and you're yeah. like huh this is barton all yeah. right okay i guess being married to a spy this long you pick up some things you know and then it kind of comes full circle with that moment you're like oh and then you have to go if you're me you have to go google what, what's up with this watch and this thing and i'm not even sure i noticed the shield logo on it the first time i was just like what's up with the rolex wait that's her stuff what are they talking about so Anything else? I have this line down. We already talked about how how fun Yelena and Kate are together. Uh, but when they're, I think it's when they're going in the elevator and fighting and Kate goes, stop making me like you. Right. And she goes, sorry, <laughs> I can't help it. Like yeah. their, their banter was just so good. I wrote that one down. Speaking of the elevator scene, like I couldn't help but think of Elf. Like whenever, <laughs> and Absolutely. like, like you, you know that it's coming, and then like the first moment that you think like, oh, she's gonna reach out, and she's just like, smacks, and like her, yeah. smacks her hand away, and then like finally she, after some fighting, she gets over there, and she like does the with all the with all the the buttons, and she's like, not, not not cool, Kate Bishop. She has to get out, and then they start fighting. So yeah, that's I'm cool. looking forward to more Kate Bishop yeah and uh, yelena banter me too i'm hoping i'm hoping uh one of my favorite uh other lines is uh, when armand the oh, how like the the little kid i think he's like armand the fifth or something oh like that, yeah um comes out and he says something to uh oh he's like jack why didn't you stay in prison i was gonna get your wine collection <laughs> and they start kind of going back and forth about that and then at the end he just kind of jack goes you peed your pants in the Hamptons. Do you remember? Because everyone else does. <laughs> that one just sends me every, like both times I, I listened to it. I the bratty little kids. Up, you know, right. Like, you just right, have to, like, to be nice and nice no, button, gloves no, come off. Eventually. Gloves come off. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going straight for your pee in the pants story. Yeah. So, all right. I feel like we need to end it on that unless you have something. Nope. Revel- I don't got anything revelatory. to top pee in your pants. All right. If peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles, Miles Davis. Davis. <laughs> you can't talk about peeing your pants without that line coming up. Yeah. All right. Well, let us know what you think about Hawkeye, um, especially if uh, I'm being a little too harsh on it. You can uh, let us know on our uh, Facebook page, The Phileo Podcast, or on the Instagram page at Phileo Podcast, all one word, all lowercase, or you can just send us an email at uh, phileopodcast at gmail.com. All right. Great job, Iris. Good brownies. Good brownies.